If you were born between 1969 and 1984, you are a part of the 65 million Gen Xers. And you've just found your new family. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Gen X perspectives on rapidly changing technology, history, media, politics. How they come together and influence every aspect of daily life. The world we were raised in has ceased to exist, but we haven't. Let's do it. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Now your hosts, Mark and Mike. Yo, 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 yo. We're back again on the Carolina Underground. Coming to you live from the Replica Bat Cave, where it is a toasty 19 degrees Celsius. Gracious. Celsius. Celsius. Okay. That's not bad. I mean, I know you like it cold, my man, but gee, manetic, 19 degrees. That's a a Mike Frosty, boss. How's How's things going down in the baby bat cave? Well, they are absolutely fabulous. I, awesome. I can't even begin to tell you how wonderful it is. Uh, I have, uh, I was riffed along with about 80 some odd other people from the company that I work for, which I like to refer to as hell on earth. And, uh, so, I mean, it's just such a weight off of my shoulders. Oh, I, I can tell you sound a lot happier in all our <laughs> conversations. Well, it had gone to the place, you know, I mean, if Vulture Capital got involved, and I swear that stuff ought to be illegal, but, you know, they, they took a company that really cared about their product and about mm-hmm. their customers and just turned it into this money-grubbing mess where, uh, you know, well, and so I, I, I know I've changed from, 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 you know, selling or in, and working with the product to protecting my customer base from the company. And I couldn't leave because I knew what they were going to do to my customers. So it's just such a blessing to, to get out from under that. Well, you know, I was in a similar situation too, with the company I was at, that was some of that venture capital come in and then customer service went down the drain. And then we ended up going out and then restarting our own and doing it. And when they said that we couldn't, and after all the cease and desist letters, I'm still doing it. And (laughs) two big middle finger. I ain't going to mention a name. I don't want to get another letter from my lawyers, but that I'll flip them two middle fingers and tell them they can suck it because that's all they're good for. Well, yeah. And I mean, this is the thing. These are those guys, you know, like you saw, you know, like our own shark tank and stuff. And they're expecting a 300% return Mm -hmm. on their money and everything like that. You can't do that and do good business. It's not possible. The only way that you can do that is just to be a thief. Well, you know, I was a customer of the company that you're talking about. Yes, I do. And you know, I, I quit being a customer mm-hmm. <laughs> because of that. So. I know, my man. I know. I remember. And it's, yeah, I, I lived through every bit of that pain myself, you know, and it's, it's a terrible thing. You know, I mean, it, it's, it all of these Ponzi schemes. I mean, of course, when you, when, when the government itself has become a massive Ponzi scheme, I guess it's not a big surprise that they're doing that with, uh, with everything, but you know, it, it's, 
it's sad. And of course, the good book tells us that the love of money is the root of all evil. And people always get it wrong and say that money is the root of all evil, but no, it's the love, love of money, right? Of money, and uh, you know, greed, one of the seven deadly sins. Yeah. Now I'm kind of fond of the lust as far as the seven deadly <laughs> sins goes. But right now, my favorite is gluttony. Well, there, you know, gluttony. There's another one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a fan of gluttony myself. But there's a big fight this weekend coming up uh, between me and who? <laughs> well, if you want to jump in the ring with these rascals, be my guest because I don't well, want no. none of none of them. I don't want to be uh, in the ring. Who's, who's coming up? What's happening? Talk. Tyson Fury is fighting Francis Naganu, the U, the former UFC heavyweight champion. Oh, and he never did. I don't think he ever really lost the UFC belt. I think he just never got into uh, finish, came to a an acceptable contract during contract negotiations with UFC, and so he left. But they are, I think, fighting tomorrow night somewhere in Saudi Arabia. Well, you know, the UFC signed uh, Bud Light as yeah, one of their sponsors. Yeah. I'm just wondering if that's. And you know what the funny thing is, is they didn't run it by me because I'm a shareholder. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, UFC does not have shares. UFC is owned by Endeavor. And I haven't quite figured out whether if I still have shares in Endeavor that have shares in UFC, WWE, or Mm -hmm. what. But I about got to the point where I'm just going to dump it anyway and just get rid of it. Well, you know, and I was listening. Actually, I listened to, to a uh, uh, a show I was driving, and I was listening to the radio on this when they were talking about it. And they brought up a good point. I mean, there's a lot of good people that are hardworking that are employed by Anheuser-Busch. Now, it's right. a terrible thing that they decided to go. Well, I mean, it goes back to this whole thing with venture capital and everything like that. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, after... Uh, prior to the Teapot Dome scandal with the uh, uh, Taft administration, mm-hmm. they went through the whole thing with the robber barons and put together the RICO laws and, and antitrust laws and you know the anti-monopoly stuff and everything like that, which has been thrown out the window here mm-hmm. since, I guess, what, about 90 90- three or something like that Somewhere when they decided, there, yeah when they decided not to consider microsoft to be a uh, monopoly because there was five percent of the uh, marketplace that was not operating systems that microsoft had written uh, they didn't seem to care about the fact that those particular operating systems were given away for free you mean that's the company that bill gates named after his private areas Right. Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, you know, but, but, but the point being, and I was having that conversation with a, with a mutual redheaded friend of ours today. And he was talking <laughs> about, well, you, you shouldn't have just two or three companies owning all of this stuff. And I'm like, what do you mean like BlackRock or, uh, the news media where there's only three major actual telecommunications corporations on the planet. You know, I mean, all of them are that way at this point. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why everything is terrible. Well, and now they're rated by those ESG. Yep. Whatever they are. Right. I mean, this is all just different trash that these things do. Of course, now I'm sitting here now, you know, we're running our mouths about that. If any of them is paying any attention, we're likely to get canceled fairly quickly after this. 
but this is the whole problem. And we, you know, I remember, you know, and I, I mean, I'm an old fella, but we used to laugh at the Soviet Union and the other communist countries because they would do that. They concentrated all of the power in just a very small number of companies and facilities. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a terrible thing to do, you know, but I mean, that's when you wind up with this whole company, this company is too big to fail uh, mentality. Yeah, and there ain't nothing too big to fail. If you're too stupid yeah. to make the right decisions, you deserve to fail. Exactly. Exactly my point. But, you know, this is the world that we have allowed to be built around us and we've let it happen. Now we, we obviously didn't do it intentionally because those, them sap suckers up there, you know, that we with, that we pay to supposedly take care of us did it, but we've still not, uh, we got too doggone many people that don't seem to recognize what has been done and just how wrong it is. Or maybe they just don't know what to do about it. You know, the answer is don't vote for them people. But, you know, and then I heard somebody talking the other day, and I don't want to spend too much time on politics, but they were talking to, to the other day about it takes, and I swear they said $10 million to run a successful campaign or to run a campaign to, you know, for just the Senate. Mm-hmm. Or I think it was the Senate. It might have been the, might have been, I don't know. It might have been the, might have been something to do with the house, but to run for Congress. That's about right, because, you know, I investigated it at one time. Right. And so now and now to run a winning campaign, you got to have about $20 million And knee pads. Spend. Yeah. Well, so by the time you go, you get, you're not getting that $20 million from $10 and less donations from the population. You're getting right. that from the big money corporations that control everything. And so by the time you get that $20 million, you are bought and paid for completely. And mm-hmm. that's why nothing ever gets fixed and nothing ever gets changed. So, yep. and of course they're not going to change it because that's, you know, they, they've, they've paid the penalty to get there. So, you know, they've already sold their souls. But anyway, that's the last bit I'm going to talk about. My wife made a carrot cake. Outstanding. What did she call it? A carrot cake? Yeah, she forgot to shred the carrots, though. Oh, well, there you go. Great big single carrot (laughs) chunky cake. with Right right in the middle of it. (laughs) (laughs) I got a... Uh, somebody sent me a recipe for ultra creamy mashed potatoes. All right. Using Yukon golds. They look really good. They sound really good. You put, um, you use four Yukon gold potatoes. Uh, you use four tablespoons of diamond crystal, Morton kosher salt, a head of garlic, three sprigs of rosemary, a cup and a half of milk a half a cup of heavy cream and two sticks of unsalted butter. All right. And they say they make that concoction makes the best mashed potatoes ever. Well, I'm, you know, and again, I, I, it sounds like they will be wonderful, but people's tastes are different. Well, that's true. That's why most of the time, this is a lot of like doing stuff in the kitchen takes a lot of time and effort. That's why a lot of times I just eat ham and cheese sandwiches. There you go. I get my victory sandwich to go. 
there you go, Bob. So and now, the, smoothies, but go ahead. you know, it's, uh, I think last week we were talking Spider-Man 2 came out. Right, right. We well, did. it's been out for a, a little while now, and I have played it some. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the story, the story's really good. I would recommend getting it, but there are some things that aggravate me, but I have been told by my resident Spider-Man expert, cause you know, I'm a bat family person. Marvel just don't really make my flagpole rise up and fly, flutter right. in the breeze. Mm-hmm. But he was telling me that I was just picking that shit out of pepper. And that I just needed to shut up because the stuff that I'm arguing about really don't have anything to do with the story or anything like that. And he's right. But there's just, you know, I do 3D animation and 3D character creation and stuff like that. Right. And when I see renders or and I do rendering, a pet peeve of mine is when the character or whatever you're rendering Whatever the base of it, be it their feet or tires or the foundation or whatever, mm-hmm. is sunk beneath what is supposed to be the, the, the floor level. And there are some instances in that game to when you're walking on buildings, their legs go into the supposed brick walls of the building. Oh, okay. And yeah, so that it. aggravates me. I was told that, you know, that's not really part of the story. I'm just kind of being a little hypersensitive. But I do enjoy the game. The game is fun. Uh, I think, uh, once again, Sony's done a great job. And I think uh, as of of earlier this week, it was the fastest-selling game in history on the PlayStation 5. They sold like 2.5 million copies in 24 hours outstanding or something to that those numbers may be off but i do know they sold the most copies ever for a playstation 5 game Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of interesting so if anybody's on the fence about playing it get it i think you'll have a good time um and i don't think you regret the 70 80 dollar price tag that it has Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, just kind of one of them things. I noticed that uh, now I'm going to go back to politics one second. Oh, dear. Go ahead, boss. <laughs> well, this isn't really about politics. I just have a question. All right. I have you an know, answer. I hope well, they match. Well, you know, Robert Kennedy's decided he's going to run in an independent because the DNC yep. said he couldn't be in the primaries right. and the votes wouldn't count. But yet now this other dude is primary in Joe Biden. On the Democrat ticket. Was that uh, Gavin Newsom? No, it's... Uh, what is that guy's name? He's going to be... He is some rich guy that owns some company. Dean Phillips. He is a representative right. from Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. And he is, even though it's a long shot campaign, he, and of course, Biden's not even on the ballot in New Hampshire. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. But he well, is, that means uh, he'll probably carry, carry, you know, New Hampshire by a unbelievable whopping margin with, uh, eight gazillion, 
uh, mail-in ballots. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I like I, th- I like his campaign slogan. What's that? Everyone's invited. Well, good. I'm still voting for oh, well. Robert Kennedy, though. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, again, this election upcoming is going to be a, an amazing crap fest. I, I just cannot imagine what this is even going to look like. And, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, well, I have a feeling if there is any hint of impropriety, mm-hmm. January the 6th, mm-hmm. it's going to be like watching your grandma knit, and it's going to be more like eight, it's going to be more like Bull Runner and Tatum because the powder keg is smoking. People well, are agree. pissed off with this shit. Well, I agree, but I don't. I just don't know what in the world is, is, I mean, you know, we are at war, you know that, right? We're bombing Syria and we're bombing. I mean, so we're at war in the middle East and you haven't really heard too terribly much about it on the media, which is astounding. Uh, I mean, we were at war actually a while back because they were, you know, attacking military bases in Syria and Mm -hmm. Iraq. And, you know, and of course, Jerusalem and, and, and Israel and all of that stuff going on. And, and of course, don't forget Ukraine. So, you know, how I mean, could we forget Ukraine? This, uh, it just a the most one of the most corrupt countries on the face of the earth that I would yeah. say is probably as much as corruption in Ukraine as there is in Syria, Lebanon, and Iran. Well, but unfortunately, I don't think that what the amount of corruption in Ukraine can uh, hold a candle to the amount of corruption in the United States now. And this is just... This well, that's because we got a, a scallywag in the White House. Not just in the White House. I mean, again, most folks don't realize that the vast majority of time that the senators and, and representatives spend in D.C., or doing what I'm doing air quotes here, their job is raising money either for the RNC or the DNC. So they're basically telemarketers almost all of their time, you know, raising money for, I mean, and and again, it's just, you know, so if you're a lower level government employee, nobody can, you know, nobody can buy you a Snickers bar because you will wind up going to jail for it. But if you're a senator or a congressman, uh, or excuse me, a representative, or the president or something like that. Or a Supreme Court justice that gets the note on his RV forgiven. Right, exactly. I mean, it's just, back to the love of money. Now, I'm going to derail us with this. Let's get away from politics. Let's go somewhere. Now, let's go back to Middle Earth. Or talking well, we about can, Moria or the Lord of the Rings or Pam Anderson when she goes topless or something like that. Well, I was going to talk about bad shit for a minute. Okay. <laughs> so a I lot of people story. follow into that category. Are you talking bad shit crazy or just well, guano well, in general? Guano in general. So okay. one of the things, and I can't remember the name of the fly. Okay, so this is back to they want us to eat insects. Oh, God. Okay. And so they've got this fly, and it starts with a B, and I can't remember what it is. Bot so fly? It might be. But I know that makes fly. holes in people and animals. Well, 
might be. I don't know. But regardless, the thing about it is they're all excited about this because these things can survive off of any, and I'll use the word guano because I don't know if we get censored or not, uh, be it human feces or animal feces it doesn't matter these things can on almost every type of feces on the planet these things can uh, oh so they eat it and thrive. right now so then again and they want to take these things and grind them up into protein and make hamburgers and stuff out of them screw and that I, I, dude i mean at, I ain't doing that. at the rate that it's going I ain't These doing that. idiots are gonna they're gonna shove it down their throats well i ain't never been throat. one to kill animals because you know i even had to put trees up along the fence line for my cousin for his cows and stuff because i would name them and then he'd go get ready to kill them and i wouldn't let him kill them hmm. so uh well i'll just go to get my own and kill them on yeah i i will even put the farts catch their farts in a jar so it don't hurt the ozone and send them to AOC. And that whole thing is, I mean, again, it's one of those that, that, that well, so, I mean, and the, the big part, one of the biggest problems that we got in the world is these, the overfishing of, you know, that from the, 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 the fish factories that the Chinese send out, you know, and these things where they send out a drift net that's five miles long and they catch every dead gum thing they can in the net and they just, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. They just wipe it out. But, you know, I mean, well, they're not going to yeah. do anything anyway because they don't care. Yeah, they exactly. They're part of the cockroach problem, just like Hamas. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, I, but unfortunately, we're all going to, well, I, from what I've heard, China's and, had quite a bit of trouble well, and, with the one-child policy. Well, and yeah. let's go on the record. Sure. I don't believe Taiwan is part of one China. I believe Taiwan is well, a no, separate country. Taiwan is a Taiwan is a sovereign nation, but we also have talked about the fact that every state in the United States is supposed to be sovereign. is a sovereign state. So we're supposed to be sovereign. Is exactly hey, right. I'll say this: I'm liking the guy we gonna run for governor. Oh yeah, he is. He I'm gonna tell you, he's a good guy. I like him. He went okay. viral on TikTok a long time ago talking about gun rights and a. Greensboro City Council meeting, wanting to know when they were going to take them away from the criminals instead of the law-abiding right. citizens. Exactly. He, well, I think he used to be a preacher, I think. I'm not sure. But uh, he's he is the current lieutenant governor of North Carolina, Mark okay. Robinson. Good, good, good. Well, but I'm excited for him. I hope he uh, does well. I know he's – I'm going to vote for him. I know, you know, used to you wouldn't say who you're going to vote for, but now I don't give a shit whether people like me or not. Fuck them. Well, I mean, again, and so we're still, you know, I, I, we, we're still looking at Foghorn Leghorn down here. So, you know, I'm, you know, and he's, he does some stuff okay, but, you know, he's, he's about the biggest rhino I've ever seen in my life. But, I, you know, and again, even I'm not, bigger I'm, than I'm, Lindsay. Well, it'd be, it'd be a push, but I would have to say sometimes, yes. Definitely bigger than Lindsey Graham 2.0 was. <laughs> Lindsey Graham 2.0 was actually somebody that I could stand behind. He had uh, he had some fire in his belly. Isn't but, uh, uh, Tim Scott from South Carolina? He is, and I I think he's a nice guy. I think he does a good job. I I just you know he's was he still running for president? 
I think he is, but I don't believe he's got a chance of making it. Oh, I mean, again, uh, it's like even, you know, DeSantis is probably the biggest pick or the best pick on the Republican ticket. I disagree with that. Well, just based on his, well, it before, excuse me, based on his policies and what he did before he started running for president, because he's already started to, to cave under pressure. Mm-hmm. But I uh, think the best head. one on the Republican side that's running mm-hmm. is Nikki Haley. Well, I'm going to have to firmly disagree with you because she's absolutely out of her mind, in my opinion. And I just don't. I, I, I thought she was good. And you don't think the, Donald J. Trump is? I do not. <laughs> I do not. Donald That's a catch Trump 22. Is, is a catch well, 22. they're all crazy. But Donald Trump is a nationalist to the core. Okay. Now, nationalism isn't a bad thing. Okay. They, it, the problem, it gets a bad rap. Well, I had a little umbrage with him when he said Hitler. Hamas was smart. Well, I, I, you might. And that's and in the context of what he's saying, it really world. made no sense why he would say that. Well, I, I don't know precisely what comments you're talking about. I don't know the context and I'm not going to, you know, I can't argue it there, but, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying everything about him is right, but nationalism got a bad rap because of Hitler. Okay. And Hitler was not a nationalist because Hitler slaughtered his own people and a nationalist would not slaughter. Speaking, their of, own people. speaking of Hitler, did you notice that he, uh, in the news, he had popped up on the scoreboard at a Michigan football game in nope. the pregame. Yeah. He had popped a picture of Hitler popped up on one of the, I can't remember if it was Michigan or Michigan state in the pregame, getting ready for him to play football. And why? I don't know if they ever said. All I know is it popped up. Let's. I'll uh, hit the. Let's see if anything came about it. But uh, we, I think that I saw that Monday. <laughs> Michigan well, State apologizes for image of Hitler appearing on stadium screen before game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've apologized. The image showed up on the screen as part of a question asked in a trivia quiz about where Hitler was born. Mm-hmm. So, oh. I don't know. So, you, I mean, now I'm not upset about, I mean, with the context of where was Hitler born and you show a picture of Hitler, if that's upsetting somebody, then, well, I mean, of course, in this, in this day and age, I'm sure it does. Well, I think the but problem is, I think that the the optics of this were bad is because it went out on national television and they didn't know, and the, the national television audience did not have the context that it was part of a trivia uh, question. Well, you know, again, if a photo of a historical figure, good or bad, triggers you or gets you so upset that you can't go or makes you apoplectic enough not to find out what the context is, then you best not have have a subscription to the History Channel because you're going to be upset. But, uh, you know, anyway, but, yeah, back to the thing, There, a lot of the stuff and a lot of the commentary that uh, Nikki Haley made when she was at the U.N., uh, pretty much turned me off. She is an establishment to the core type of person, and I'm just not interested in She's cute, the establishment. Though. 
you know, that's fine. I, I, you know, I, I won't dispute that, and I'm not going to argue that. Well, I, I, I look, I look at, I know, but I'm looking at this. They're all crooks anyway. We might as well have one that's worth looking at. I'd rather get one that at least does good things for the American people. That's, you know, the citizenry is what I'm concerned about and uh, trying to get some control back over this nonsense because it's just out of hand. I mean, it's just absolutely out of hand. Well, that kind of reminds me, the new Speaker of the House kind of seemed like a no-nonsense kind of guy, too. I'm kind of intrigued by the things that he has said. I've seen a couple of his uh, comments, and uh, I'm, I'm really kind of hoping that something happens. Maybe common sense has returned to the Speaker's chair? Oh, man, that's a long shot. <laughs> I, ooh, I don't want to get my hopes up quite that high. Oh, come uh, on. You know, I just, I just, uh, I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I would be ecstatic if that did turn out to be the case, but I'm not going to hold my breath for the, all the reasons that we've already discussed. It's just, and I am trying to debate to see whether I'm going to watch a movie or not. Well, I have actually been watching Picard. Picard. I'm not sure if I like it or not. What is Picard? Okay, so, you know, the Star Trek, the next generation. Okay. Luke Picard. So is it the same got, guy playing it? Yeah. Um, and I just... Well, isn't he old, old now? Yeah, he is. And that's the, the character he's playing is old, old as well. Oh, okay. So he's... Uh, He's uh, actually, I mean, there's some, some dust up and he's in the middle of it. And, uh, you know, and it, it's pretty good storyline, but they do some stuff that's just, well, I mean, again, you have to remember that part, you know, that the largest market that they're attempting to target is children. But when they, when they simplify the characters down to cliche, that's one mm. of my pet peeves. Well, you so know, I, I just walk, your characters walking through buildings. Star Trek just never really spoke to me. Well, that's all right. I was more well. I was more on the Star Wars side. The Star Wars side, I kind of got, and I guess it was because I was introduced to Star Wars first, mm. and then Star Trek kind of seemed like a like well, a Star- knockoff or something like that. Even though it really was first. Well, that's it. But I mean, again, Star Wars, Star Trek came out before science fiction was cool. Okay. Star Wars is the, the, the line of demarcation where it, science fiction became cool. It was mm-hmm. okay to be a fan of science fiction. See, that's when blockbuster movies came out. I'm not even a big fan of Doctor Who. So... Well, now them's fighting words, my friend. Well, now I like British shows, but I've just, I, I'm just, I never really got into it. Brit, I, there, I watch a ton of British shows, but Doctor yeah. Who just wasn't one of. Now they did one about Sherlock. I like that, mm-hmm. but uh, Doctor Who just never really did anything for me. Well, I'm trying to decide whether I won't want to buy the Nun Two. If the scariest part of it is the trailer or if it's going to be a good movie or if it's going to suck as bad as the first one did. Well, now, did you ever watch, um, and the word just went out of my head, 
all I can think of is deplorable. <laughs> Nefarious? Nefarious, yes. I did watch Nefarious. I actually okay. bought Nefarious and I actually bought the book. Oh, really? Yeah. And so, I mean, did you, did, did it live up to the hype that I did? Uh, Nefarious was a good movie. I, I did enjoy it. The book is supposedly the book that the demon wrote. Really? That's how the book is written. Yes. Well, I'm going to have to buy that then because that sounds. Yeah. I got it on Kindle and Audible. Oh, no kidding. All right. Yeah, it's, well, and, and the book is actually pretty I haven't finished it I got sidetracked on another one I'm about three quarters of the way through it but the book is it's, so far it's really good well, if you like never, the movie I think you'll like the book better right and I never well I will get that I'm going to have to check in check that out but, and I'm not I've never been a fan of horror movies based on religion now that does mm-hmm. take the exorcist and the exorcism of Emily Rose, I, you know, those guys, because they were actually fairly well handled, but Hollywood right. almost always gets religion way wrong. Right. And most of the time, like my example, like for the nun too, mm-hmm. most of the time, the preview of the movie is the scariest part Very of the movie. Right. Right. And then the rest of it's kind of like the Pope's exorcist when he's riding that dab blame. Yep. Scooter Moped, yeah. in Rome, yeah, yeah. and then the next thing they show is him riding down the driveway and that thing in Portugal, like he drove that damn scooter all the way to Portugal. All the way to Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's possible. It's a long trip. But see, my 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 take is this: is like it's nefarious was well done and well thought out because it made you think. Exactly, it was cerebral. Nowadays, it's gotten to the point like Suzanne and I watch horror movies all the time, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of our pa- favorite pastimes. Let's not talk about the news anymore tonight. No, <laughs> but, <laughs> it, sorry. It, but in but in sitting there watching these, it gets to the point to where the running joke is is you can tell when the next big thing's going to happen that's supposed to scare you because of the little tales that all the movies do because they are all are so cliched. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it just, it's not, I, there, let's say other than nefarious, Emily Rose was good. I do tend to like the conjuring series. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. but the last one, it, 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 even that series has started going downhill. Right. Well, and they do. I mean, because again, they 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 all are shock movies. Okay, right. that's right. why I prefer. I really like. I mean, the cerebral movies where you actually have to think. The Grudge, I thought, was a great movie. You know, I don't and, know if I've seen The Grudge. Oh, you need to watch The Grudge. A big problem that I had with The Grudge was there's a particular scene where the the well, so the 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 the, the um storyline behind the grudge is that when a um when someone dies in you know extreme torment that a curse is born and the grudge Mm -hmm. was a curse and so it just you know anytime somebody came into this house where there was this tremendous trauma they would be affected by that curse which was the grudge it would attach itself to them and, and eventually kill them 
but um, and that's an oversimplification, but it's really worth watching. But the big problem I had with the grudge was there was a particular scene where the grudge was coming up underneath somebody's comforter in their bed. Mm-hmm. At that particular time in my life, I had the exact same comforter. Oh Lord, in my bed. <laughs> So the night after I saw this silly thing, I'm laying there in bed, flopping and twitching and can't sleep. And I'm thinking, what are you, 13? <laughs> well, you know, when I, you know, you, you see something as a kid or younger and it sticks with you. Oh yeah. And usually horror movies did not usually bother me and don't usually bother me, but we watched the exorcist three. Mm-hmm. long back when it first came out. And I love George C. Scott. I think he's a great actor. Right. But there's a scene where that old lady is crawling on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. That There is something about that. But every time I go into a hospital or a nursing home, I'm scanning the ceiling to make sure there's not an old lady crawling <laughs> on the ceiling. What are you ever going to, what are you going to do if there, you know, that would be a great thing to do for Halloween. If you're in a hospital, <laughs> Put something up. It'll definitely scare you, sir. Uh, It's been, what is it, 50 years since they filmed The Exorcist? Oh, dear heavenly God. I think it's it's 50 Hmm. years. Wow, that is painful. We got one more headline we're going to, I'm going to bring up today uh, as we're running out of time today. Uh, I think people are probably thankful for that. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. There is uh, a man by uh, from Michigan. His name is Eric Ullis, U L I S, right? And he thinks that he can is finally going to be able to solve the mystery of who DB Cooper was. Well, we know who DB Cooper was. What is he saying? That DB Cooper lived or DB Cooper died? What? Well, he's saying I mean, DB Cooper was DB Cooper. <laughs> well, right. He's going to be able don't know to is what happened to him. Go ahead. Well, he's going to be able to solve the mystery is what he's saying. Oh, of what happened to DB Cooper. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, good. And That's he is accurate. currently in litigation to get access to some of the evidence so he can test his theory. Now, testing his theory. Now, that intrigues me. How are you going to test it? Are you well, he said, I guess, well, no, he said, um, let's see, where is this part at? He laid out his theory on how the remnant, it's all, in 2022, he mm-hmm. based out his theory on how the remnants of an alloy that the FBI found on D.B. Cooper's tossed tie pinpoint the Skyjacker's workplace to a Midland Pennsylvania-based manufacturer of titanium antimony. Okay. And then all he needs now, he feels, is the samples of off the tie, which is why he's pursuing litigation to procure them. That's pronounced antimony, by the way. Well, I'm not a science person. I I understand. I'm not being ugly. I'm just, it was just, it's. Do you know how I pronounce it? Uh, yes. <laughs> Paul Roger, baby. Paul Roger. <laughs> All right. So what does he say? I mean, again, we know who D.B. Cooper was. So, I mean. Well, I don't think they ever know if he's an actual or real person or if he, somebody else was using that name. 
Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, I think right. I think I mean, I'm, that's what I'm getting at is I don't think they've ever figured out whether he's actually a real person or that was or his real name or he was somebody else using a fictitious name. Well, the big question is whatever happened to him, did he survive? Now, I mean, well, you know, back a long time ago, they did find some of that money in that river where he supposedly yeah. uh, parachuted that came out of the uh, yeah. supposed airplane because it was all eat up and the, the uh, I don't know if it was the serial numbers, but the dates and stuff were right. No, yeah, they did have serious. I remember that they did, and they did find some of the money. Now, again, but they didn't. I don't think they found any remains, and they went up the river somewhere, you know, to where it was. But I mean, again, you never know. I mean, it's it's it could have been sort of like cocaine bear when he jumped out, he hit his head, and never opened their parachute and died. Well, that's true. But uh, you just never know. And I mean, and again, that. that was, that reminds me of another story I'm going to bring up. I said that was the last one, but I lied. It's okay. We'll forgive you. At least I'm not Hamas. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I, I pronounce that ham-ass. Same difference. <laughs> I agree with that, too. Uh, I read an article last week, the end of last week, that said they have found a water reservoir below the surface of the earth that contains more water than is on the surface of the planet. Okay. And I just thought that was kind of interesting. Well, it is. Um, okay. Well, you know, I mean, again, one of the most interesting things is about the uh, Sahara Desert is there is a massive underground lake, a massive underground lake underneath the Sahara Desert. And that another thing about the Sahara Desert is at one time it was wet. Right, right, and uh, they the a lot of the plankton and um, whatnot that uh, you know that, that that produced the vast majority of oxygen by consuming CO two among other things, mm-hmm. um, mind you, um, they survive off of the dust, which is largely as if I'm not mistaken, diatomaceous earth from the sea critters that used to live in the inland sea that covered the Sahara desert. Wow. So the winds blow that dust up into the North Atlantic where most of this phytoplankton, phytoplankton, uh, where most of this phytoplankton lives (laughs) and they just, it's, it's, you know, that's just like ice cream on a cake, buddy. They just eat it up. And then that they make the and that the again that the phytoplankton up there uh, in the northern part of the well I think it's in the southern too but it, it's it, it's up in the colder waters where the largest concentrations are um, that is what produces most of the oxygen that we breathe oh, okay. um, you know they talk about the 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 Brazilian rainforest and all that stuff but uh, that actually the oxygen produced by the trees in the Brazilian rainforest is actually consumed by the Brazilian rainforest. Oh, okay. so it never makes it out. Well, uh, this turns out, the scientists say that the water, the one where I was talking about the water, is 400 miles underground. All right. And it's stored in rock known as ringwoodite. Okay. And it is inside stored inside the mantle rock, and it's like in a sponge-like state, which isn't okay. a liquid, solid, or a gas, but instead a fourth state. 
Interesting. If I talk to my wife, she's going to say that's a lie because the earth ain't that thick because it's flat. Well, yeah, my one, one, my pilot buddy I, I flew with um, just yesterday was uh, is big on flat earth. And I tell him the same and he's thing. A, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, he's a pilot. And he, he evidently he's never flown internationally. Oh, yeah, he has. And he I'm not going to go into it. Okay, okay. I'm <laughs> not going to do it because, I mean, again, and we he, he got, got rather animated with me about it. And I told him, I said, look, you may be right. You may not. It doesn't change. the Whether the earth's round or the earth's flat, that does not change anything that I'm doing on a sectional chart. Doesn't change my navigation. Doesn't change my altitude. None of it changes. You may be right. I don't care because it doesn't impact my life. And what I've learned in my life is the more that I the more that I learn, the more that I realize I don't know. And so well, that is true. Is, yeah, I mean, I personally I am personally amazed at how many things I find out that you do not know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, you know, I mean, I again, I pers I mean, I, I personally believe that a lot of the arguments that he had that he felt were scientific are inaccurate. Well, and, and, and you know, oh, and my wife does that too. She, yeah. And I mean, I'm not trying to denigrate her. You can believe what you want to believe, but a lot of the stuff that she throws up as scientific is not. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it doesn't hold muster because it can't be reproduced or recreated. Right. You know, and I mean, again, now some of the things that he said, again, are there, I think they are perceptual issues, um, perceptual issues, excuse mm -hmm. me, the way that you perceive them. And, you know, but, and I'm not going to bash anybody about Oh, that. I'm not going to bash anybody. It's just, you know, if it, you it's just amazing to me. It's oh, just, I agree. It just amazes me. And I think I right there, we're going to stop and say that's the snout to the curly tail. And everything in between. I'm glad y'all tuned in. Email, rate, subscribe, tell people, send it, ask us questions, and tune in every week so we can figure out what Mark don't know. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a good night. And we gone. <laughs> You've been listening to the Carolina Underground. Our passion is to talk about technology, history, media, politics, and how it's all changed over the years and affects our daily life as Gen Xers. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter at CarolinaUND. GRND. Hit the website at www.thecarolinaunderground.com. And if you've got questions or comments, send an email to info at thecarolinaunderground.com. Stay Gen X strong. See you next time on the Carolina Underground. <laughs>